Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Comedian Jordan Klepper hosted the Free Expression Awards last night at the Anthem in Washington, D.C. I spoke to The Daily Show correspondent in 2019 when his TV show Klepper premiered on Comedy Central. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jordan Klepper. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us on WTOP. Of course. Thanks for talking to me. Now, for our listeners, obviously, we're here talking about Klepper, which uh, debuts Thursday and then continues to air Thursdays on Comedy Central. Um, what do we got here? Episode one coming up. It's called Wrestling PTSD. What we got in store, man? Well, you, you got, I got to go down to Texas and find a bunch of veterans who are dealing with PTSD, and they're dealing with it by creating a professional wrestling group. And so they put on the makeup, they don the outfits, and they get in the ring, and they kind of work through some of their internal demons out there in the ring. And spoiler alert, they also bring me into the ring as well and, and, and work me right through a table. Really? What, is it one of those gimmick tables, or you're not allowed to reveal the magician's you know secrets? What? Well, I mean, it's, it's a table. I think I, when, when they were prepping the table, I was assuming there was a gimmick table that you could purchase. But it was really just a cheap table that you purchase, and they make sure some of the metal in the middle is gone. But in reality, it was still a table, and that's what continued to surprise me. I learned a lot of things about you know, Americans' grit and what protest movements look like, but one of the most important things I learned is that uh, professional wrestling is pretty, pretty darn real, and maybe a little too real for my taste. The tables. You hear that? Dudley Boys, Klepper's coming for you. All right. So, <laughs> man, did you get that? Was that a John Stewart idea? I know he's done some wrestling. He he loves himself some professional wrestling. So this was right up his alley. I know he's he's always loved that world. It was it was it was new for me, however. Awesome. Well, um, I, looking ahead, let's talk about some of the future episodes too. Um, just I, I know I can go looking at the titles. We got Battle in the Bayou, Underground University. What are we going? What's going on there? Got a lot of stuff going on. Battle in the Bayou. I follow uh, uh, with some pipeline protesters who chain themselves to pipelines to stop that from uh, going through Louisiana. And so, spoiler alert on that one, we hop in a boat, we sneak off in the middle of the night, and that boat sinks, and I have to swim away from gators. So that went slightly awry. The, <laughs> the next one I got arrested in, too. So you can see there's a little bit of a pattern that perhaps we're not as careful as we should be when we're out on the road. Now, that's the one you were, you were arrested at the Georgia State Capitol. They were protesting the undocumented students. Is that the one? Exactly. Yep, there was uh, undocumented students and DACA students who can't go to public colleges there in Georgia. And there was a protest at the Board of Regents with some faith leaders, some teachers, and other members of the community. And so I stood up with them, and they, they threw the handcuffs on me and took me off to jail. I think I saw a quote you said something about. You learned that police officers aren't for tall, lanky giraffes, as yourself explained. <laughs> were they, did they get to get a little rough? The, 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 officers were, the officers were professional and were kind and 
treated me fairly. It was the cars themselves that are are not the most accommodating for somebody who's six foot four. I already have a hard time getting in the back seat of a car, but you suddenly add a few inches of plexiglass and then your arms behind your back and you know, you're going to see a chiropractor for a month and a half afterwards. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's sort of the sort of the concept of the whole show, Clepper, right? Is you wanted to take it out of the the typical, you know, behind the late night talk show desk kind of a thing, and get out there um, amongst the people, go out and see parts of the country, and sometimes get locked up doing it. But is that is that sort of the idea? Is get out and hit the road? That is 100% it. Honestly, if you were to take a snapshot, me in the back of a police car, uncomfortably bent over because I can't fit my legs underneath me, that, in a nutshell, that's what it is. It's like we, we, we wanted to get into that position, which was about as far away from the position behind a desk in New York City as you could find. Now, was that um, is was the behind the desk thing? Because I know you had opposition with Jordan Klepper first. It was like one season or something, and then you guys decided to switch and go to this. Was that was that sort of the idea? Is to get out behind the desk? Is that why the last show you know changed into this one? Yeah. So like the opposition, you know, was it was I am playing a character. I'm behind the desk, and I love doing that show. But sort of the network, and they were they were like we we like doing this show, but we think there's a way that we can stand out even more. And it's to ditch this desk. It's to ditch. There's a lot of people at 11:30 who are talking about what's happening in the news that day from a desk. And so it was like, well, let's let's do something where it's not about the 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 Trump cycle day in and day out. Let's do something that is out there in America. It's experiential. It really takes the audience away from the things that they normally see. And and let's see if we can get Jordan arrested. I think that was initially part of their idea. And success on that front. He got him cuffed. Where do, we, where do they go from there? Um, yeah, I've heard of jumping the sharks, but you can't jump the handcuffs. I think handcuffs are a good thing. No, uh, it's, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna be executed in season two. So, <laughs> you know, set, set your DVRs. The death penalty episode is a is a real deep dive. Season three will be awfully quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well. um, now, I know one of the things that have, has gone viral um, that you did was uh, the Mueller report. That's, a, that's quite the talk. I got a hell of a Rolodex. No, I was, <laughs> um, uh, the Clintons had reached out to me about moderating a conversation with them. And so they, in addition to that, they mentioned potentially doing some sort of a, a video of sorts for that event. And I was like, well, I'll pitch you a few ideas, one of which is, Help me spend a thousand dollars on worthwhile um, causes, and I came in with a bunch of causes. One of them was to fund the, an audiobook reading of the Mueller report, and uh, Secretary Clinton jumped right in. I think she got a lot out of uh, <laughs> being able to uh, to air some of those words publicly. So it was it was quite the moment to be a part of. Are they going to air that in Clepper, or is that its own separate thing? That is its own separate thing that we kind of did as a run up to it. All right. Well, I want to take me back a little <laughs> bit. Um, we can go return to the show in a second, but I want to know more about you. You know, how did you get started? I know you grew up in Michigan, you know, studied abroad a little bit, but I want to know how you, you know, made your way to Chicago with Second City, Upright Citizen Brigade. You know, I want to know how you got this little boy growing up in Michigan. How did you get to Chicago and go into comedy, man? Yeah, little boy in Michigan kind of grew up watching uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway and General Hospital with his mother after uh, after after school. <laughs> By the time I got to college, I, <laughs> that I, I could either go into General Hospital or I could go into improv comedy, and I found the improv comedy to be uh, exciting and fun, and it kind of took me from Kalamazoo to Chicago, which was the home of that kind of comedy. And from there I studied. I performed for the Second City and the Improv Olympic there. Um, I met my wife on a touring company. We toured the world doing, doing comedy, and that brought us to, to New York. Uh, to get a part of the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is kind of a similar establishment, but in New York. 
and from there, you know, you, improv teaches you community, and it also teaches you curiosity. And so I was able to to get some writing gigs, some performing gigs, and eventually the big break came when the the Daily Show came a knock and, and wondering if I wanted to do some a political comedy, which was a dream come true because I'd been watching that show for for decades. I'm glad you t- you went the Who's Line route. Although General Hospital's also that you know everything's made up and the points don't matter there too, so it's okay. Um, yeah, that, that's very true. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah. You mentioned Daily Show. How did you actually? Uh, you did, didn't you? Didn't uh, how did you actually meet uh, uh, John Stewart? Didn't you audition and you were on air like a few days later? Uh, yes, it, it, it's a wild process. You do that. I think I auditioned on a Thursday. You get called Friday morning, and it's like, hey, you have the job. Can you show up on Monday and bring a suit? And so I brought the suit I bought a few months earlier for my wedding, and I show up on Monday, and I'm on the show that night. And they throw you in, and partially by design. It's sort of a type of show that you've got to be ready to go. It's, you do it in one take, you write it that day, and you, <laughs> you try to keep all of your nerves away from the audience ever seeing it. So it, it was a trial by fire, but I'd have it no other way. Like, it, was, it was a whirlwind, but by the time you're a week in, I'd been on the show a couple times, had helped write pieces, and, uh, and then you kind of know, all right, I think I might be able to have this job for a little, a little bit. Yeah, and what, and what was I mean? What's John Stewart like behind the scenes? What's his gift? I mean, I man, I really missed that guy. That was appointment watching for me. And you know, we can get to Trevor Noah in a second. He's doing a great job steering it now. But talk to John first. I mean, what? Why? I mean, he's a genius. I think he, he like best one of the best comedians of our time. Yeah, John, John was amazing. I think like you know, it was incredible to come in and see one how thoughtful and and smart the guy is that's kind of a given but you you immediately see his depth of knowledge and point of view on everything was always apparent he was a good boss he knew how to run that office and everybody knew how to run everything through him it was a well-oiled machine uh, but something that really jumped out i was amazed at his certainty and as somebody who's gotten to run some shows that's not an easy skill set to find but the kind of thing that like John knew what worked and what didn't work. And even when you would do an act of comedy on The Daily Show, you'd do an act and you have to get it right to time, which means if you're a minute over, you have to cut it down so that minute is completely gone. And so those are the types of decisions that could take a long time to decide. John would do it in between commercial breaks when you take it. You'd come to the desk, you'd be like, we're a minute over, he'd pull out a script and he'd be able to decide the exact minute to cut out. And he'd do it within, within seconds. And it was, it was that kind of mindset that I was always impressed by. It was like, the man can act with certainty. And in a show like that, uh, you know, every second counts because your day is just full of so many decisions. And so as a, as a leader and as a boss, he was really impressive. No doubt. And pivoting to, to Trevor Noah real quick, uh, you know, what was, what was that transition process like? You know, you have, it's going to be hard anytime you have a Titan leaving a show. I mean, it's like, hey, now the Tonight Show is going to go on without Johnny Carson. But it does. Um, and talk about how Trevor Noah has sort of been able to take that baton and, and run with it and make it his own. Yeah, I mean, those are insanely large shoes to step into. And I think Trevor, for the first time I met him, I was amazed at the ice-cold uh, uh, water he had running through his veins. Like, he, he is able to jump into those things and with, with confidence and kindness. And it was, uh, he, he really invited me in to, to be a, a partner and trying to kind of figure out where some things that show could do and ways in which I could be a part of the show and things that he could find. And I think like, he's really found what that show means to him and what works best with him. He's between the scenes pieces, I think it's such a good fit for him as well, because he's such a charismatic, thoughtful guy. The more you can kind of hear his own earnest take on topics, the better, and I think audiences really kind of respond to that. 
Well, I'm glad to see you breaking off. I mean, so many people have done it with, you know, Colbert and Steve Carell and John Oliver and, you know, and now and now we got Klepper as well, man. So congrats on breaking off on your own with your own show. Um, what's it like being out on your own, man? It used to be a team of correspondents there, you know, taking orders from uh, John Stewart or, or Trevor. But now you're sort of running the show. Uh, what's it like other than getting locked up but having that creative control there? You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's really exciting to be able to kind of call some shots and to, to put together a team. Probably the most fun part is you get to bring people on board who you love to collaborate with, who make you look better and smarter than you actually are. Uh, and who you spend your days in and out of, and it's, it's, it's you know I'm I'm a fortunate guy to get to come to work each day with those people, and then those days that are mostly spent on the road, uh, hustling to get snacks at the La Quinta Inn, those are less glamorous, and I wish I were perhaps back in the studio. But outside of that, it's pretty great. All right. Well, we're looking forward to the show coming on Thursdays and uh, seeing you get arrested in a couple weeks. And then, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to that execution in, in season two. Um, I, I, you know, let's cherish it's gonna the be a good one. I, yeah, <laughs> let's cher- I, I'd be cherish really her. disappointed if people didn't watch that one. We got to cherish it because your time is short. So but our time is short as well. <laughs> so we'll cut you loose, man. But thanks, man. Jordan Klepper. Again, it's Klepper Thursdays on Comedy Central. Thanks, man. You're great. Thank you, Jason. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.